Welcome to the New Hope Church Podcast. We're currently in a series titled, Mark, Stories of Jesus Christ. In this series, our senior pastor, Dr. Benji Kelly, leads us through the Gospel of Mark. We started in chapter 1, and the series will culminate on Easter Sunday morning, celebrating the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. We hope you enjoy this incredible message today. Thank you for being a part of our church family. Good morning, New Hope. How are y'all blessed to be in the house of the Lord today? How many y'all excited to be beside somebody that knows Jesus? Amen. All right. Listen, I'm so glad to have all of y'all here today. How many y'all are just glad to be a part of the New Hope Nation? I love you guys so much. I'm glad to be here with you guys. Listen, let's do this real quick. Can you just tell somebody, the person beside you, just tell them something nice about them today. Just tell them you look nice, you smell like cinnamon, whatever, you know. There you go. That was great. I don't know if you actually smell like cinnamon, but if you did, that would be nice. That would be nice. That would be nice if you actually smell like cinnamon. I don't know who that is in here today, but uh, make sure if that person smells like cinnamon, you tell them, hey, you smell phenomenal. Listen, I want to just say first, before I go any further today, let's take a moment to bless the Lord for the lead pastor of this church, Pastor Benji Kelly, who I think is a phenomenal individual, my great friend. How many of y'all are blessed by him? I I love Pastor Benji. He is a great, great guy, and we are missing him today, and I thank God for him just just being in relationship with me and and he being a great friend and brother and someone I can look up to. Um, Today, uh, how many of y'all have been enjoying Mark? Been enjoying Mark all over? Good? Great, great. Well, let's take a moment to welcome uh, our satellite campus. Thank God for uh, Sanford and Garner. We thank God for NCCIW Coffee House upstairs. We thank God for you guys today. Uh, and I, I want to thank God for everyone on the internet watching. Uh, make sure you find a way to one of these campuses you want to experience the New Hope uh, Nation live and in person whenever you get a chance. And we also want to thank the Lord for Pastor Aaron being here with us today. We thank God for that. I can't wait to Columbia, South Carolina. Oh, man. It's beautiful family. Well, let's get into the word of God today. Let's go into the book of Mark chapter number five. Mark chapter number five. When you have it, say what? what? When you have it, say sweet potato pie. Some of y'all forgot. It's been that long, Amy Lynn. I've been, been here since October, and some of y'all forgot. Sweet potato pie. Superman. Superman. <laughs> Let's pray for Superman. Amen. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this day. God, I just thank you for another opportunity to share with your people. God, I thank you for an opportunity just to hear from you. God, I thank you for an opportunity just to speak your word. Father God, as always, I pray now that you would just make me as this microphone that I would simply, simply magnify the things that you have said unto me. Father God, we pray now for preaching power for this preaching hour. God, I pray now that you would just send down your presence like never before. We give you the glory, the praise, and the honor. Open every ear, every heart, and every mind to receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen, amen, amen. amen. Today, I, I, I love 
I love uh, the book of Mark. It's actually one of my favorite uh, gospels, the synoptic gospel of Mark. Uh, of the gospels, uh, uh, I love uh, the urgency and the immediacy that Mark writes. He always uses words uh, like soon thereafter or straightway or immediately. He always talks about the urgency of Christ. And I, I love that about Mark. I even love the, the writer of Mark because I feel like we have so many similarities in, in, in Mark. I remember uh, in Mark chapter 15 and 14, excuse me, where it talks about where Jesus is being arrested right before he's taken to the cross. And, and, and the story says that there was a young man there uh, that when they found out that the police had rolled up on the scene to come get Jesus, uh, Mark, he, he rolled out. He split up. He was like, I'm out. I'm not staying around. The Bible says it was so much so that he spun out of his clothes. He was running that fast. That was me, y'all, man. I didn't run out of my clothes, but I was running fast, if you understand what I'm saying. There's another, it goes further on, that, you know, that Mark, just like myself, you, many of you know that I'm a fourth-generation pastor, and I was raised in church, and Mark, very similar, you know. There's a story in the Bible where Peter is in prison, and the Bible says that the saints were praying that Peter would be released, and there's the same story that the angel actually came in and, 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 and escorted Peter out of the prison. He showed up to the door, knocked on the door. Young Rhoda came to the door. That house where they were, the saints were praying for Peter, that was Mark's mother's house. So he had a lot of similarities. It even goes further down in uh, Corinthians where it talks about where Paul and Barnabas are going on their missionary journey. Well, Barnabas' uh, cousin was, was, was Mark. Josephus, the Jewish theologian, said it was Mark. So there's this story of when they go out and they're uh, doing some mission work and they're, they're telling the gospel, they're doing what they're supposed to do as believers, and they get in trouble. And when they get in trouble, Mark says, I don't want to deal with this no more. I'm out. I'm turning my back on Paul. I'm turning my back on Barnabas. I'm out. I, I've been there before as well. And maybe nobody else. <laughs> I was ashamed of the gospel. Nobody, I'm going to just be real with you guys. There's another story even following that that, that encourages me because the story goes on that when, when Paul is writing to Timotheus, he's writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy, he's saying, listen, I need you when you come to get me, I need you to bring, bring my books, bring my cloaks, bring my parchment. He says, he says these exact words, he says, oh yes, and find John Mark because he is now profitable for ministry. This book always encourages me because it's written by a person that at one point was a problem, but now he had become profitable ministry. And it shows, even speaks, and it screams transition and development. And I just want to encourage somebody, as you read this book, remember this individual here, he's writing as a person, listen, that he came from a person that wasn't doing a whole lot to somebody that did a whole lot for the kingdom of God. And so today we want to talk about even going through uh, Mark chapter number 5, starting at verse 21. When you get there again, say, say sweet potato pie. So to make sure you guys got it. Sweet potato pie. The Bible says this, Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came, and when they, he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He placed, uh, he pleaded earnestly with him. My little daughter is dying. King James Version may say she is at the point of death. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. And the woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors. And she had spent all she had, yet instead of getting better, she continued to grow worse. 
The Bible says when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched the cloak because she thought if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed, right? Here we have this story, this story within a story of two individuals that need something from God. They, 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 they have an issue, they have a, a problem, and they have something they're, they're needing God for, they're praying to God for, and they need God to do something. But, but they are in this position of having to wait, and they have some decisions to make. Have you guys, maybe you know the story, maybe you, you lived this story with me. Have you ever went out to eat somewhere, you go to a restaurant, you go visit a restaurant with your family, anybody, y'all go out to eat the dinner? Okay, just to make sure. Uh, and you, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so you go out to eat. When you pull up, this is what I do every time religiously. And then I go up, and when I pull up, before I start looking for a parking spot, I try to see how many people are waiting. <laughs> right? That's what we do. And so you see how many people are waiting. And so, you know, for me, usually I'm driving, so I send my wife or one of the boys in to find out what? How long is the wait? Right, right? And so after you find out how long the wait is, now you're faced with one of the most difficult decisions of your life. (laughs) You have to decide if the food and the experience is what? Is it worth the wait? Some places you're willing to wait 15, 20 minutes for. Some places you're willing to wait an hour for. Some places like 20 minutes. No way. I'm going down the street only to find out it's the same wait there as well. (laughs) Is it worth the wait. I really come today to speak prophetically and actually encourage somebody because I come here to tell you that some of you have been wrestling and thinking about this whole thing with Christ and walking in this relationship with God and you've prayed for some things, you've expected some things, you've declared some things, and you're kind of in this place where I don't even know what's worth waiting for anymore. And I just want to speak into your life to let you know one thing, it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Uh, um, here in our text, we, we, we find a couple things that we have to really grab a hold to and really embrace when it comes to deciding if it's worth the wait and what we need to do while we're waiting on God. The first thing is, number one, while you wait, develop intimacy. While you wait, develop intimacy. One of the things that you could do to help you uh, while you wait is develop intimacy. In your waiting, it's worth waiting for because you can develop a relationship with God. The Bible says in the text that it says that both Jairus, Jairus and the woman of the issue, the issue of blood, they both came to Jesus. If you go back and read the text, they both came to him. They both came and made their way to him. Hey, are you coming to Jesus? Let me, let me say it another way. Maybe you're coming to church, but you haven't come to Jesus. You attend service every weekend, and we praise God that you come here. But have you taken time to get closer and closer in a relationship with God? Amen. Have you broken your Bible? Have, have you, you prayed to say, Lord, I genuinely want to be closer to you? And let me tell you, having that closeness, that relationship with God, that's something even worth waiting for. In that waiting period, you get a chance to be closer and closer with him. Even now, you know, my wife is here, and I really wish she was allowed to come in here uh, because even that distance now, I I can feel it. I'm used to being in a preacher, and I can see her, and they won't won't let her in here. But I want to make sure that there's something about being close. 
Anthony says, listen, I want to be closer and closer to God. So, so I want you to think about this. What are you doing today that gets you closer to Jesus? What are you doing in your time, with your family, in your home that's actually getting you closer to Jesus? The Bible says this in James chapter 4, verse number 8. It says, come near to God and he will come near to you. Draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. If you try to get closer to him, he'll try to get closer to you. The thing about it is, is that they both came to Christ. They both had something they needed from him. They wanted from him. They believed that he could do, but they came to him. And they were blessed by that. The Bible says in Matthew 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added unto you. See, this is the thing I'm learning, that, that if I seek God first, I don't have to seek after success. I don't have to find success. I don't have to find favor. I don't have to find joy. It'll find me. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of these other things will be added to me. See, what I'm saying today is seek that intimacy. Seek after him. Press in to get closer with God. Number two. Number two. Forget seek after him. I really want to make sure people understand this. You know, um, they both wanted a touch. Jairus wanted Jesus to touch his daughter. The woman with the issue of blood just wanted to touch Jesus. The only way you can get close enough for a touch is you got to be willing to get intimate. There has to be a close space. Have you ever had somebody like, like talk to you and you felt like they were like in your bubble, like you like like you're yes. you're too close. You're way I can see way back in your mouth, you're too close. You ever had <laughs> you ever had somebody like like they bent over into your face like, hey, I was like, you didn't you didn't have to lean into me to say hello. That's a that's an intimate place. Amen. Somebody no, I don't need I don't know no thank you. I God bless you. I don't mean to be rude, but you're here. No. All this, that's mine. Stay away. There, you're fine. Here, not cool. So little C so got some amens there. When it comes to Christ, let's get here. Let's get in that bubble. Let's let's make sure we, we try to be intimate with him. In our study, seeking his face, not just his hand. Okay, let me move, let me move. Uh, (laughs) I could stay there all day. The preacher in me wants to work that whole touch thing, but we don't have time for that today. Number two, somebody say preach, pastor. While waiting, focus on your observations. Focus your observation. Focus your observation. Focus your observation. Focus on what is happening and not on what isn't happening. You got to bring some attention, some structure, some intention to your focus, to what you're observing. How many of y'all, maybe you're like me, you're saying, um, I always notice the bad things in my life. Anybody just say, guilty. That's me. I'll be honest. I have the microphone. It happens to me all the time. I kind of explain it like this. Sometimes the bad things in our life are always written in bold ink and underlined and it's been highlighted, has red stars on the side. It's like they just jump out at you. 
But you have to be intentional on focusing on the things that are going well in your life. See, when I, when I read this story the first time, it really just like, it kind of, I had to challenge myself because the story says that Jairus meets Jesus as soon as he gets off the boat. He goes, he falls on his feet. Lord, I need you to come touch my daughter. She's at the point of death. They get going. They're walking towards the house. And on the way to the house, somebody comes and stops the show. I have to be honest with y'all. If it was me, I probably would have been upset. I'm like, for real, Jesus? Oh, you just going to stop? I told you my daughter was dying. She don't have no cold. She ain't no, no, she dying. She's at the point of death. See, some of us would have focused on that. But I believe Jairus focused on the fact that that was a woman that was the evidence of his power in front of her. Saying, listen, if he can heal her of her issue of blood of 12 years, I know he can address my issue. What am I saying? I'm saying, listen, focus what you observe. Be intentional about saying, listen, I got to make sure that I, I, I try my best to look at the good things that are going. Did anybody have anybody that seems like they all they tell you is what you do wrong? They don't ever tell you what you do right? Uh, you're holding up your coffee back there, brother. I hear. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm one of those people. That's something I got to work on. That's something I have to work on. To make sure that, listen, we observe everything. We have to be intentional about we fo- what we focus on. Got to be intentional about what we focus on. Here's a quote. We can always choose to perceive things differently in our life. Either we can focus on what is going good in our life or we can focus on what's going bad in our life. You're doing one or the other. But you got to be intentional about what you're going to do. Jairus, the woman issue of blood, they, they, they were focused on the opportunity, not the disaster. Are your prayers more, Lord, thank you for what you are doing, or are they, Lord, when are you going to do it? See, somebody is praying, Lord, I need a new job. But somebody need to pray, Lord, I thank you for the job that I have. Lord, uh, I need you to fix my husband. Instead of saying, Lord, I'm glad he's not crazier than he was before. (laughs) What I'm saying is learn to focus your observation. They both, they both could have been focused on the wrong thing. But when you're waiting, you got to make sure, listen, I don't get distracted by the things that are not going my way. Are y'all with me? Let, let me keep moving. Number three, number three. This is a tough one. Suffer with expectation. Suffer with expectation. I know it sounds crazy. I know it doesn't make any sense. But listen, just, just stay, stay with me. Say, I'm with you, Pastor. Now, let me read the scripture to you. Uh, the Bible says, 23, he pleaded uh, earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. You see the expectation? His suffering is that his daughter is dying. But he expects Jesus to heal her. I, I was telling my wife just, 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 the other, just last night, I was saying, the lowest point in my entire life the lowest point in my life 
was the day that the doctor told me and my wife that my daughter would not live. The lowest point in my life, it was not because my daughter was not going to live. It was because as a man, as a husband, I couldn't do anything for my wife. The suffering was not just that my daughter was not going to make it. It was the fact that my wife was going to be in pain. And as a husband, I could not fix it. Any brothers know what I'm talking about? It was a difficult thing. That was a suffering for me. Here, this father is suffering because as a father, he's supposed to be the synagogue, uh, from the synagogue. He's supposed to be this big, impressive guy. But as a point of death for his daughter, he didn't have anything else to do. He didn't know where else to go. He was suffering, but he suffered with expectation. Let let, let me keep going. Uh, The text says even further, let's go down uh, uh, to 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Here's 28. Let it preach. Preach, Mark. Because she thought, if I touch him, if I touch his clothes, I will be healed. She had been suffering for 12 years with the same issue. She wasn't complaining that her issue had been going on for 12 years. She was more focused that the issue could be dried up in 12 seconds. She was more concerned, but, but she suffered even with still expectation. Here's a scripture I want you just to embrace. It's Romans chapter number 5, uh, verses 3 through 4. It says this, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. Wait a minute. Wait, time out. Did y'all type that right? Is that, is that what it says in your Bible? You got a real Bible in front of you? It says it in yours, but we also rejoice. Okay, okay, let's make sure I was, I was, I was wrong. We rejoice in our suffering. Wait a minute, Lord, 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 Lord. Time out. Wait a minute, Jesus. We're supposed to rejoice when we're suffering. Okay, let's see what you got to say. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. But we're supposed to rejoice. I'm suffering, Lord. Way to go, Jesus. I don't feel right. Listen, it's a real place because it produces something. God's going to produce something in you. There's an expectation that comes with suffering. Can I make this live for you? Can I get a volunteer? A volunteer? Nobody? Come on up, brother. God bless you. Y'all give him a round of applause. I was about to call on one of my boys, but they got out of it this time. What's your name, sir? Chris. Chris, I'm, I'm Pastor Ryan. It's a pleasure to meet you. Nice to meet How you. How you doing today? Very good. That's great. Where are you from? I'm from here, but I'm moving to Australia next week. Really? Next week? Yes. Okay, can we take a moment? You came today to get... We'll take a moment, guys. I'm sorry. Is that okay? Heavenly Father, we thank you for Chris. Father God, bless him right now, Lord, as he travels to Australia. We thank you, God, that you're going to cover him and bless him in a special way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hey, Chris, I'm glad you came up. Thank you. Awesome. I'm glad to be a member of this church. Oh, glad to be a member of this church. Also, Chris, well, before you go, you're going to participate in the sermon, my friend. Chris, I got a little assignment here. Uh, We got some some fresh fruit. What I need you to do is I need you uh, to help me preach. I need all kinds of help to preach. You understand? I think you're doing pretty good. You think I'm doing pretty good? Well, thank you. Uh, but I need you to produce this banana. Produce it. Produce it. 
No, 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 no. You're not close, but uh, thank you. Produce. Okay. Wait, wait. Ah. Oh, what you got? The first thing that Chris did is when he tried to hand me the banana, right? I asked him to produce the banana, right? When he decided to produce the banana, what did he have to break off? The peel. Some of us think that we are what we see. But the peel is not the banana. The banana is within the peel. Watch this. In order to produce the banana, the peel had to suffer. Go ahead, enjoy. No, I'm good. No, I'm, I'm a good. Can I make this live? You're doing great, man. Keep going. Watch, watch this. The banana, watch this. It's fulfilling purpose. If the banana never suffers, the banana never fulfills purpose. Watch this. Now, if we never... I got two more services, man. Leave me alone. If we never break the peel, the banana would never fulfill its purpose. See, some of us don't want to suffer, but we got to understand, maybe if you don't suffer, you don't fulfill your purpose. Because there's something on the inside of you that suffering produces. See, I want to encourage somebody that maybe you're going through and it's tough right now and it's a tearing and it's a breaking, but I promise you there is a Chris out there that needs what you have on the inside of you. I told you before, fruit is not for the tree. Fruit is for the people that come by and need fruit. Y'all bless Chris. Pleasure to meet you, man. Man, I hope you have a safe trip to Australia. We'll be praying for you. New Hope Nation all over the world. That was a suffering that had to take place. But you have to suffer with expectation that even though I'm being broken, even though this is a tough situation, even though it's uncomfortable, even though it's not not favorable for me, there is something that is still being produced within that. And I need somebody to be encouraged by that today. Somebody say, God's producing something in me. God is producing something in me. I know it's uncomfortable, but he's trying to produce something. Number four, whether you have to wait 12 minutes or 12 years, let him work that perfect work out in you. Number four, let me move. While waiting, fight fear. I got to move. While waiting, fight fear. The Bible says in verse 35 that while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, and said, your daughter is dead. Why bother the teacher anymore? What do you do uh, uh, when you try to do the right thing? You try to get closer to Jesus and things seem to get worse. I may just be me. Have you ever been there? You said, I started coming to church. I started tithing. I got in a life group. I got in a small group. I started serving. I got me a black t-shirt. I started waving the hands, holding doors, and things started to get worse. Pastor, this is not how this is supposed to go. 
Jesus says to Jairus, what I'm going to say to you, fear not, only believe. He says, don't worry about it. You know what what he said oftentimes in the Old Testament? He would often say this. He would say, fear not for I am with you. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. See, when you understand that God is with you, you have no reason to fear what you're dealing with. Even Jairus here, his daughter was dead. But you got to understand, here's a quote for you. Listen, that, that a life giver can't fear a life stealer. See, the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy. But my God is a life giver. He came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So the fact that God is on my side, I'm not afraid of anybody that takes life because I roll with somebody that constantly gives life. So I say to you again, I know you're waiting, but fear not. Just believe. Somebody say, I believe. See, you really have to, to, to help your faith. You got to feed your faith. You got to fight fear with the faith. See, faith, faith, write this down if you can. Uh, faith is so important to God and so necessary to you that he would allow things to die in your life so that your faith would live in your life. Faith is so important to God and so necessary to you, he would allow certain things to die so that your faith would live to help your unbelief. And you know what I love about Jesus? He did not ask Jairus to figure it out. He didn't say, get me there quicker. He only asked him to do one thing. Just believe. Don't fear. Just believe. I'm not asking you to figure out a plan. I'm not asking you to make all the critical decisions. I'm not asking you to make a miracle happen in your life. All I'm asking you to do is believe in me. New Hope, that's all he's asking you to do. I'm so glad that I am not the shepherd. I'm just the sheep. All I have to do is follow directions. Uh, Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid just believe. Number five, and we're out of here. While waiting on God, don't forget he's waiting on you. Sometimes I get a little impatient. Sometimes I want God to do things for me right now. But I have to remember that while many times I think I'm waiting on him, oftentimes he's been waiting on me. There's a scripture that says this in 2 Peter 3 and 9. It says this. It says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. Woo! I could stop there and preach some more. But, but, But it says, as some understand slowness. No, it says, He is patient with you. God, I thank you. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. The text says, he's patient with us. He's waiting on us. 
I know you think you're waiting on God to get it together, but maybe God is waiting for you. See, that's somebody that's worth the wait. Somebody that can say, listen, I'm with you. Fear not. Just believe. That's somebody that's worth the wait. Can, can, can somebody go get my wife and bring my son in here? Somebody go get my wife, please, as quickly as possible, and bring my son in here. My God is worth the wait. He says, listen, I have so much for you. Are you willing to wait for it? So you should write this down. I'm more interested in what God has for me tomorrow than what I have for me today. I would rather have what God has for me tomorrow than what I have for me today. God is worth the wait. His plan is worth the wait. His will is worth the wait. His way is worth the wait. His favor is worth the wait. His joy is worth the wait. His blessings are worth the wait. Can I show you the wait? What's up, buddy? This is my son. They just clapping for you, man. It's all right. This is my son, Wesley Aaron. My wife and I stood on this pulpit almost a year ago to this time in February. I had just lost my daughter who had died prematurely in the hospital the day after my birthday. And I prayed that, Lord, I wanted a family. I wanted my own children. I wanted, I love the boys that I have, but I want somebody that looks like me. <laughs> but he answered that prayer. It's been tough for my family for this past year. I'm not going to lie to y'all. It's been hard. But it was worth the wait. I don't care what you're dealing with. The text says he's not slow to his promises as some think of slowness. He showed up. <laughs> oh, you sleeping. Right on time. I want to tell somebody, don't be discouraged. I am literally a living witness that he's worth the wait. I went through, you all saw my suffering. New Hope, you've walked with me over the last year. You've seen the process of recovering of my wonderful daughter, Lillian Anaya. But God is not slow to his promises. I'm here to tell you his plan is worth the wait. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God. We thank you that you're not slow to your promises. We thank you, God, that you have a plan for our life. 
We thank you, God, that you have a will for us, a way that we know not of. Lord, help us to focus. Help us to focus on your way. Help us not to be distracted by the wrong observations. Help us not to be moved by the wrong things, God, but help us to remember you're worth the wait. Help us to remember your way is worth the wait. Help us to fight our fear with our faith. Help us to know that you're worth the wait. Help us to suffer with expectation, God. To remember that it's tough, but God, you're not slow to your promise. You're going to keep your word. It may not happen the way we wanted when we wanted God, but you are always faithful. God, even when we're faithless, God, you remain faithful. It's worth the wait. God, I pray now, I speak into the lives of these your people that they would hold on in the meantime that they would focus on you God that they would fight the fear with faith Lord that they would just believe and Lord that you're waiting on us just as this father holds here now his son God you hold us you love us you're waiting on us to grow into the things that you've designed us to be, God. Lord, we love you. We bless you. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you'd like to learn more about the ministries of New Hope Church, please stop by one of our six campuses anytime or visit us online at www.newhopenc.org. And if you have any prayer requests, please send those to prayers at newhopenc.org. And our pastors and staff will stand with you in prayer. God bless and have a great week.